All right. So we are uh, in chapter six of uh, the personal work of the Holy Spirit. This is lesson 38. And uh, yeah, it's been some really good discussion. I really, I, I almost want to just carry on with, uh, with what JD was teaching last, last week and all the discussion we had around, around uh, these topics. It's, it's really good. I've been really enjoying this. Um, just talking about uh, um, the scripture and how the Holy Spirit has uh, conveyed that uh, through uh, through the the uh, his chosen instruments and uh, how he's how he's uh, brought that to us and and how we can trust it and have confidence in it and so so much good content here but um, getting into uh, into lesson 38 and in um, uh, question one, it kind of begins on it's page 206 of the printed book that I have. Um, I think Mike, it might've said 204 on the, um, on the, on the handout of questions, but kind of getting a little bit more so on 20, 206. But anyway, the question Question number one is, what does the Old Testament prove about man? And um, these are kind of big questions, especially question one and two, the sort of big, um, big, broad sort of questions. Um, you know, if you take the whole Old Testament um, and kind of summarize it, I guess, uh, in, uh, in, in around this, this question, what does the Old Testament prove about man? Um and uh what do, what does uh either someone who read the book or someone who's uh read the old testament and, and knows the answer what what do you guys see in that question? He said, man is a guilty, helpless, hopeless <laughs> ruin mm-hmm. absolute need of a divine redeemer <laughs> mhm, mhm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, those a couple of the quotes here I've I wrote down from from right out. Yeah, I, my 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 one my one phrase kind of summary answer is, "Yep, he's dead, all right." <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, I I think um, when we when we look at um, you know the 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 Old Testament. When we look at all the Scripture, and we look at how God uh, has revealed to us what you know what's going on, what He's communicating to us. You know, there there were two trees in the garden, right? Um, the one we usually forget about is the tree of life, and the other we always refer to as as the Lord does the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but we remember that that tree is a tree that led to death. And so really we've got the tree of life and the tree of death, you know? Um, and, and from that point on, you know, if there were any, if there was any question left in our, in our thinking as to whether uh, Adam's race was truly dead, well, the old Testament um, makes that, makes that abundantly clear that, uh, that man is most certainly, dead in sin so and yeah that's what right out uh that's uh 
that's what he uh that's what he says there um i read in, in reading along just after what Salon just talked about there is the result is that man proves himself to be what God declares him. I think that's interesting. And, and man is completely involved in that expression of what God says he is. And there's no, there's no shading it. It, it's quite clear. Yep. I'm exactly what God said I am. I'm separated from him, and without him, these are the things I do. And that's kind of the expression of the Old Testament in, in whole. Had it not been for the, you know, God's coming upon different individuals, I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, I wonder what David would have actually been like had he had the indwelling Holy Spirit, you know? But that's not. that was not his purpose and that was not his time his time was to convey the fact that under every condition man needs a redeemer you know and yeah yeah absolutely yeah I I highlighted that that uh, man man proves himself to be what God declares him that's and that's kind of what Rideout has been talking about here it's it's like um, I think we were talking about that last week right the fact that uh the, the authors of scripture, they don't, they don't hide anything in terms of, you know, who, who they were, what they were, you know, like you mentioned David. I mean, uh, my middle name's David, so you always kind of, oh yeah, you know, the, the giant slayer, the, you know, the hero, and he's, he's doing everything right, and then you get to these stories where he just does, it's so wrong, and you're, you know, and, um, it's, it's very, um, it's very intentional of the Holy Spirit, you know, I mean, of all, of all that he could have captured, you know, historically speaking, what he captured and purposed to put in the Old Testament is very specific to what we need to see and know and understand. And, um, and so, yeah, you see that in Adam and you're like, oh, you know, it's just, he's not the, he's, he's, it's really, it's really interesting. We're going to get into that a little bit more in, in question two, but, um, but, you know, we see it over and over again, like Noah, another example, you know, the hero that he, he builds the big, the big boat. He does, you know, he's walking by faith. He's, he's doing it right. And then he, and then he gets drunk and naked. And there's that. That's the last thing that's said about him too. It's just like, is Mike, Mike, are you, I hear a mic in the. Yeah. I, I, I've had a thought in my heart for a long time about Old Testament versus the New Testament. I'll, I'll put it out there, and you can tell me what you think about it. Um, I think that's that the Old Testament did prove that man, in and of himself, can't get redeemed. He can't do anything to change his his lot. And uh, even even with God's grace being uh, shed upon him, he 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 can't do anything. So what God did is he came along through Christ and he solved all of the problems and he reduced man's responsibility down to one thing. And the one thing was, or is, do you believe I fixed it? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Do you believe that my son on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, solved all of your problems? And if you believe that, then I will save you for all eternity. 
And the one thing that the Old Testament proves is that without the work of Christ, there isn't going to be any redemption. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think that's really, really good. That There's a lot packed into that. Uh, um, the way you said that, actually, that Christ solved all the problems. Let's just put that on a sticky note. If we were in JD's Bible study, we could put that on a sticky note up here. And, uh, because that, that will come back to that in, um, in, uh, question three. But I think it's really Mike, good. I have a quick, quick question. So you're saying that the Lord reduces us, re- reduces us down to faith. Yeah. And we see that. Throughout the Old Testament, yeah. the results are a little different in, in the sense that, yes, there's salvation. You don't have that indwelling Holy Spirit, which is really the point of, and I, I think it's interesting to flip this comment. The result is that man proves himself to be what God declares him and flip that into the New Testament, because I think that's an interesting conversation, too. Sure. Um, however, he reduces us down to faith in what he fixed. Yeah. yeah, and then that's where you, that's where all mankind stands. Did yeah. I fix it or didn't I? Mm-hmm. I guess one, one thing adding to it, you know, the Old Testament, you know, proves you know all the failures and all that. I think it culminates when we cross over into the New Testament, early on in Christianity 101, which is Romans, Romans three, and yeah, some some of my favorite even. You think of David, you think of all the heroes of the faith and all that, but they all had failures, and that's summarized in uh, in Romans 3. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There's not even one. So I think all of the Old Testament points to all these heroes. Like I said, David, great things, man after my own heart, but <laughs> out on the old veranda looking at, Uzziah's wife and you know as we said last or saying last week all these things but there's not one good person not any of the heroes of the faith they all had the same sinful nature and yeah. you know and then you know as Mike says we're, <laughs> how do we get out of that how do we repair that how do we change that and it's mm-hmm. only you know through the cross mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I think that's really good I actually kind of was Noticing that too, how the, how much the book of Romans, uh, summarizes in a way all, all of that truth, you know, the, uh, the fact that, like you said, the whole test, what the whole testament shows is that, you know, as in Adam, I'll die, you know, and then we get to Christ, you know, so in Christ, all will be made alive. And that's, that's kind of the summary of the whole, the whole thing, eh? Well, it also shows that the, in the man in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, can't be reclaimed. Mm-hmm. He's got to be crucified and replaced mm-hmm. by the resurrected life, a new creature in Christ. And so that's, a, yeah. you know, if anything proves identification, it's man in the Old Testament, that that was well, God's remedy was a, a new creation with a new man, a new head, mm-hmm. a human race, Christ, <laughs> rather than Adam. And that, well, those Old Testament saints, they didn't get to see that new man. They no, all they got to see was the sacrifice. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very. There's a lot in that. Um, and and that, that yeah, we're gonna get into that pretty big in question two here. So maybe um, 
Yeah, and we're almost ready to move into that question, I think. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, something you were saying, Mike, and I, I now that I lost the, the the trail of thought, but but that's okay. Um, but that yeah, the, the, the fact that that uh, um, I, I know I know kind of where I was going. Um, the you know really really like we were talking there about the fact that the the, the, the they didn't have the new nature. They didn't have the new, you know, they, they were all, they were all, uh, in Adam. And so they were all functioning out of that, uh, good and evil. I, I call it kind of the good and evil spectrum, right? So we see all this good stuff coming out of them, but it's not the life of Christ. It's the self life. I, I, I think we could call it. And so we see all this good and great stuff. And, and, and I mean, I, I kind of, I, you know, learning. I want to understand it better, but um, you know, how how is it that believers? It's just such a totally different thing. You know, a believer in the Old Testament, it's a different thing than what we've got going on today. They didn't have the life of, you know, the life of Christ being lived. Oh, they didn't have Galatians two twenty, right? They didn't have the no longer I but Christ, and and yet we see all this. We see we do see them walking by faith. There is that that reality. They 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 have certain truths, and they they can trust those and. And walk in in light of those and and so forth, but but at the end of the day, they're still operating out of that Adamic nature, and um, and when it and when it shows, it shows. And but I mean, I guess I was thinking about it too in, in terms of the fact that you know even the, even the good stuff, even the you know even the the good things that are sourced in in self, you know what's the what's the ultimate value in in that before God? It's just. It's just the self. It's just you know. It's just the um, uh, the atom, the atom nature, cranking out something. What, what do we think about that, though? I, I'm curious because that yeah. brings up a really interesting thought there. So they don't have the new nature. All they have is the edemic nature. Um, the sacrifice that they brought to the altar continually was an outward expression of their faith but yet their nature didn't change. So the Holy Spirit is said to ascend on these believers, but they don't have a new nature. So the only good that gets produced is what the temporary, and I'm working this out right now, (laughs) Uh, the only good that's produced is when they're walking by faith and the Holy Spirit produces Good in them, yet they do not have a new nature. But they have life. they have life that they didn't have before. They do have life. Yeah. I, I think one of the things is, and you said it several times, but I, I think the the takeaway or the positive aspect is the faith aspect. We see it in Hebrews 11. All of them are pointing, you know, the the, the heroes of the faith. What, what comes out of it is faith. And that's what everything in the New Testament is based on, is faith. And I think the positive is it showed what the benefits of their, their being faithful to God in the Old Testament points to us in that, you know, everything, you know, 15 pages of notes on faith, you know, that, that everything in the New Testament is based on faith, you know, and that, so I think, their 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 demonstration of faith is an example for us that that you know all, all of our uh, 
new life is based on faith. What what Christ did, and do we believe it? And so I think that's the positive aspect that comes out, even though they had warts and you know all the bad things that they did. Peeling all that away, it's that they had faith in God. Ultimately, had faith in God, and that's what we ultimately have to have. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that true of all the Old Testament saints too? I mean, in Hebrews eleven, that's exactly what he says. Yeah, you know that mm-hmm. there's this one principle by which a man, whether he's Old Testament or New Testament, there's one principle that pleases God, and that is that we believe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a great. I'd be, great I'd be interested to dig into the life that the Old Testament believer had. And how that varied, but that's probably not, that's probably not the the right time to to dig into it. But no. having well, life and then having new life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is really good. I mean, see, this is where I say, like, I've got a, all this stuff is kind of swirling around in my mind as I'm, you know, reading through these questions, preparing for this. There are huge, huge um, things that play in in these types of questions, you know. What what is the you know what is the difference between the old the old testament believer and the new testament believer and but Courtney you really nailed it there and that that, that what is consistent or what is the same is faith and that, that's always that you know um and and then you know but beyond that there are some massive significant differences which is really interesting right because we're all saved on the same basis there's only one there's only one life you know um. But we have, but and yet the Lord has done something significantly different with us and how we in the church and how we operate, how we walk compared to what David had. He's been kind of our example this morning, right? He was a believer. He had faith. He had he had life um, in that that sense, um, but he didn't have the uh, he didn't have the the life of Christ lived out through him, you know. And so you know, there's there's these big and interesting differences in, you know, between the two. Um, and, and, and some of them are starting to become more apparent to me. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'm going to move into question two a little bit more um, directly here, and then some more of these things will come up and keep circulating around as we go. Um, because question number two is, what is what is the positive purpose of the Old Testament? And we have kind of uh, jumped into that already a bit. So so the, the negative purpose, as as – we kind of said it or right out. I think he calls it the dark. How, how do you phrase that in there? But it's, he's, yeah, um, kind of the dark side of it is that the Old, Old Testament clearly demonstrates that what I've just termed the deadness of all of Adam's race. There's their, you know, their dead condition separate from God. Um, and the way right out turns around, he, he turns around and he says that God had other purposes in view, even as salvation of men through the work of his, through the work of Christ, his son. And and I I kind of said, you know, the Old Testament clearly demonstrates the deadness of all in Adam's race, and all the more clearly points us toward the last Adam, who is the life. Um, what Rido gets into here is is really interesting, and I've not been well uh, taught in this, you know, over the years. Um, but he talks about uh, types of redemption. Uh, throughout the Old Testament. Um, and he mentions the, the coverings of skin for man's nakedness. He talks about Abel's sacrifice. He talks about the ark, uh, the sheltering blood of the Passover lamb, the deliverance through the Red Sea, and, and on and on and on it goes. 
so those are the ones he mentions. Um, and then he, he also talks about individual menace types. He talks about Moses, um, who was rejected at his first, uh, at first, but accepted, um, on his second, uh, coming to the, to the people to deliver them. Um, he talks about Aaron as a mediator, being a type, um, and, uh, David being a type of Christ. Uh, I think Joseph is a, is a wonderful type of Christ. Um, and this, this whole realm of, you know, typology, uh, has been, I think, really abused in many, uh, in many ways. I mean, there's been those who, you know, was it, uh, Origin was the, was the one of those, those early church guys who was kind of went wild with some of this stuff and everything became, you know, a spiritualized meaning and there was no, I mean, to the point that, you know, they didn't, they didn't care that the, whether there was historical, you know, truth to, to these, uh, to these events and so forth. And it all just became, you know, really wild, um, allegory and, and pictures. Um, and, and yet, you know, in, in kind of, dwelling on this and thinking about this and how the Holy Spirit has has um, orchestrated this uh, coming to a, a new and, and greater appreciation for just what just what the Lord has done in in uh, orchestrating that uh, the word uh, type that we is really just kind of a transliteration out of the, the Greek uh, tupos which um, which means a, a mark, a mark or impression made by striking. And um, I, I was thinking the old-fashioned typewriters are a bit of a good ex- example of that. You know how the you hit the key and it strikes the page with a uh, with that little that little cast metal and uh, and imprints the letter on the page. Um, you know, and 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 there's so many other examples. You know, like a, a hammer, a hammer blow leaves its imprint. But interestingly, um, in in John, the Gospel of John, um, it talks about the the nail prints in Jesus' hands and feet, and he uses the word uh, tupas. It's a there an impression. Uh, there's an impression left from these from these nails. You know, he bears he bears the impression of the nails on his on his hands. Um, so, so it's just kind of keeping that in mind that, that there are these, um, that this is what was meant by the, the idea of a, of a type. Um, you know, as I, as I read some of the, the resources, you know, um, Bible dictionaries and so forth on the word type, they always wanted to speak of, of a type as being uh, a foreshadowing. But I, I don't think that, that these, I don't think that the word foreshadow is maybe the best way to, to think about them. Um, you know, as, as if, as if Jesus, uh, shadow just kind of preceded his arrival, but, um, a, a type or an imprint is, is simply an impression of what is, of something real, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if there's to be an imprint of something, then the real thing has to be there um, to make that imprint. Um, Roman, Romans 5.14, I think, is a, is a really clear uh, 
example of this. It says that Adam, Adam was a type of him who was to come. And in that context, we know very clearly that there is a speci- Paul has a specific way in which Adam uh, typified the uh, Christ, and that's that he was the head of a, of a whole race of men. And and Adam is a t- Adam is a head of of a race of men, and and Jesus Christ is the head of of this new race, and. And so we so we see that clear example there of how uh, Adam was uh, was kind of a, an imprint or a, uh, an impression or a type of uh, of Christ. Um, so so what's interesting is that Adam was the imprint or the impression of Jesus. Um, in other words, Jesus isn't similar to Adam, but it's Adam who bears a similarity to Christ. That's kind of what I'm trying to get talk around to and get back to here. Well, it goes back to that likeness, um, mm-hmm. the likeness created in the image. Let us make man in our image. Um, and so you have that personhood. You have that <clears throat> unique personhood that God has the opportunity to communicate with, express his love to, but it's not the life of Christ. It's the image, the likeness, the personhood of God. And the, and the Father, the Son, both, because it's us created in our likeness, in our image. Um, but then it uses in that verse, you know, who is a type of him who was to come. And uh, I think that really proves the, the point that you're trying to make there. That verse, uh, Romans 5.14. Yeah. Yeah, Romans 5.14. We're, we're doing Romans in our uh, Wednesday night study here, and, and that's kind of just been, I've been right at that point, and kind of, Working through that idea of a type and so forth, and then and then came to this section right out, and that's what he's talking about types, and it's and it's it's not just Adam, you know, it's it's David, Moses, and Joseph, and and so many others, and um, I I um, I just put a, a, a few a few little phrases out of John. John is really good at this in John chapter one and in First John. You know, you just think of the way he he talks about this, and he says Jesus was with God in the beginning. You know, John one two. Uh, Apart from him, nothing was made that has been made. You know, and and um, and then uh, in the uh, in the book of Revelation. Uh, of course, we have Jesus, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You know, and and then we we think about that, and then so many others. That's just a few of the ones, you know, really clear ones that came to mind really quickly. Go ahead. I, I think I, I think um, when you start talking about types and Adam and Christ, mm-hmm. I think one of the one of the really important points about what the similarities is that they both uh, communicated the type of life that they had to those who were their offsprings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like all of us, because we're born in Adam, we're like him in terms of characteristics and, and life and that, that sort of thing. And so mm-hmm. um, those who are... are are born born of Christ are like him have his life uh, and so therefore um, 
that's the distinction I think that's really most important because because both men, speaking of Christ as a a man, the head of a a, a race of human beings, it goes back to the to the uh, uh, Genesis principle of like begets like. I'm I'm like exactly like Adam because I'm from Adam. You know the the thought that. Well, if I was in the Garden of Eden, I wouldn't have eaten the fruit. The heck, I wouldn't have. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm exactly like my father. Well, that you translate that to, as we grow in the knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and then we come to see, oh, I'm exactly like him now. Mm-hmm. And he is totally accepted by the Father, so I'm totally accepted. I may not be in my actions of, you know, perfection. But from my position, I'm exactly like the one I came from, who's the resurrected, glorified Christ. So, in the types. Yeah. That's a really, that's, that's, you know, and it's it's so interesting. I'm I'm so glad that that, uh, Paul points that out specifically there in, in Romans 5, that Adam is a type of Christ, because then we can see you know exactly what a type is intended to be as the Holy Spirit intended it is that it make it all of a sudden makes it very clear to us in a much much greater way what does it mean to be um you know in Christ you know because I've heard so many people and for myself you know reading reading over the phrase in Christ in Christ in Christ and just not able to understand what does it mean to be in Christ well what did it mean to be in Adam you know um and and, and take that basic that basic concept and, and transfer it over. That's what a type allows us to do, right. you know? Right. So, exactly. um, and, and I mean, again, like I, like I kind of started out saying, I mean, there, there, there has been that, that, um, uh, the, the tendency or to, to, to take typology. It's got a whole, it's got, a, it's got its own ology, right? Um, to, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, usually things that are ologies are, I don't know, dangerous, but, um, but you know that just goes wild with it. It turns everything into a type without the without the clear um, connections that that scripture gives us, right? And we, and just kind of all kinds of. I mean, yeah, I, you could just you well, can just get into it's, it's the whole idea of like, what would Jesus do? I mean, you can you can think of yourself as a type of what Christ. Like, oh, I ha- I'm in Christ, so. Christ is. Cool. I'm going to be a type of Christ, and you lose out on that whole that I may know Him, mm-hmm. that intimacy. This is a this is a relationship and a, a fellowship that is deep. It's not that we're a type, um, and so that's different for us for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. The ologies, typologies, and so forth can go quite far and. We can mimic things and we can think of ourselves as a type of Christ. And I think a lot of the church does that. And I think that I've done that, right? I mean, how do I kind of become a type of Christ? Um, how do I display the life of Christ? Well, I got to get into the, you know, to the, to the gospels and, and really understand Jesus' life and make sure that I, you know, take up my cross daily and, and, and get after it, you know, and, you know, I'm a type of, of Christ. But truly there are the types of the scripture that communicate, um, 
you know, what we're supposed to get out of the Old Testament. And, you know, that, that verse from Adam until Moses, the whole point was to show that he was in the likeness of Adam. That sin was there, and he needed a sacrifice. And that was the only way that he could be pleasing before God. And so it required him to operate by faith. And um, and so we get back to that kind of that whole idea of what, what was that positive purpose of the Old Testament? And what did it do? Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. pointed us. I think it was mm-hmm. pointing us consistently to the same solution. Um, even though those sacrifices were a type, they were representative of the one true sacrifice, they had men completely at a place of vulnerability and trust. And that trust was in what God said was the way. And that way was through blood. Consistently, it required that blood sacrifice. Um, it required it regularly, and so they had to revisit this this sacrificial uh, offering regularly. Um, but it was because of their likeness in Adam, like Mike was saying, because he man inherited that very nature of Adam. He had to have that sacrifice. We needed a redeemer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and and all of those sacrifices were a type of the one. Mm-hmm. One sacrifice that would come. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to kind of rant there a little bit, but that's, that, good. that's really where I was. My head was going is that you know that it's not a. It, it wasn't a mimic. It was a pointing. You know. Yeah. It, and it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't replace and that's what why was it, it pointed yeah. to. What was yeah, and it and it was very much real. It, you know, I mean, that's the thing when we when we sometimes speak of it as a foreshadow foreshadowing or or that the you know that all of the old testament uh you know um law and sacrifice all foreshadowed i mean we, we maybe there's the use of that word it's okay but it's it almost makes it sound like it wasn't um real it, it was yeah and, and as, as if it was no as if it was of no purpose but to um you know but to point to christ and yet you know i kind of think like well if i was one of those you know people living back then i you know the Lord was doing a real thing in the lives of those people. They're believers. They have their, you know, the Lord's uh, doing something, you know, through in and through them too, or was. But and yet, all at the same time, He's all all the while pointing to Christ, who well, we have to get into it next week. But who who solved all the problems? As Mike said, He's the he, all things are summed up in Him. But fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Let's close in prayer there. We'll have lots to pick up next time, I think. Heavenly Father, thank you that you've, uh, you've, uh, just filled your word with such, uh, depth, uh, such riches that, uh, just we'll never get to the end of, of that. Um, and we, we thank you for just, um, showing us just a little bit more this morning of what it is that you've intended to communicate. And, uh, we, we just pray that you would continue to guide our, thinking um in into a, a greater uh knowledge of you a, a personal knowledge a, a a deep and intimate um knowing of you as you as you have revealed yourself to us um and just pray as you continue to work in our in our uh minds in that regard and uh we pray these things in jesus name amen